0: To return to the absurdity of ever-increasing medication, it is obvious that pharmaceutical companies cannot, on good business grounds, imagine conducting a clinical trial that resulted in a smaller market in less medication or less risk. We all acknowledge that investments need reasonably safe returns. In order to understand future risk as treatable conditions, health research is needed at an incredibly large scale, involving large numbers of people to detect small decreases in future risk. And that scale makes such treatment dependent upon, and therefore a form of, large-scale capital investment. Given that randomized clinical trials are the accepted gold standard, the problem is to decide which definition of illness and improvement a trial should test. This threshold will then become the meaning of diagnosis and treatment. Ideally, both the threshold's importance for health definition and the treatment for it should be tested. But according to pharmacoepidemiologists, this kind of useful answer would require hundreds or more systematic clinical trials to decide what definition of high cholesterol can be best treated. And that is materially impossible because it is too expensive in terms of money and bodies. Invoking, or rather assuming, the logic of what Kashik Sundararajan calls bio-capital, even critics of the clinical trial industry concede that proper health evaluation is both necessary and too expensive for government to take on. Pharma companies are therefore left with the task of ethically conducting clinical trials. But as capital investors, it is therefore understood, for instance, that industry understandably has concerns about direct comparative trials because of the risk that the answer will be definitive in the wrong direction. What Andy Grove wanted most, direct comparison of two treatment modalities, is precisely what both medical specialties and pharmaceutical companies actively avoid because clinical trials cannot be completely controlled, and if a direct comparison fails, the results can be catastrophic for that treatment. The pharmacoepidemiologist, Robert Califf, stated the problem as follows. Leaving the direct comparative questions unanswered allows industry to avoid a winner-take-all scenario. Instead, inadequate comparative claims can be used as the basis for marketing efforts that allow segmentation of the market without undue risk of being eliminated by being proven to be inferior. Thus, the industry, the regulators, clinicians, and patients are left to draw conclusions from intrinsically inaccurate data. The form of this argument is not unique. In Give Me a Lab and I Will Raise the World, the STS theorist Bruno Latour argued that science in general needs to be understood as dependent on a scale of investment model in which the facts we come to know are dependent on the resources available to pose them the fisher Caliph identifies, is that we no longer operate under a scientific model of facts. We now operate under a system in which the best data are biased and inaccurate. Clinical trials are being designed in order to answer the question, what is the largest, safest, and most profitable market that can be produced? We can see in sharp relief the contradictions that today's doctors, patients, and pharmaceutical analysts face. Many of them can no longer imagine how to generate truly accurate and needed clinical information because the problems of scale have alienated research from lived suffering. Returning to the quotation from Bart and Lees, we can see a strange plea in it. One of the significant problems for the pharma industry is that of the 400 disease entities identified, only 50 are commercially attractive by today's requirements of return on investment. Society needs to find a way to make more diseases commercially attractive if it wants pharma investment in treating any of the other 350 diseases affecting hundreds of millions of people. Bartfey and Lees are saying that clinical research is a question not of choices, but of structural pressure. Their mode is one of enlightened attack. Society needs to find ways to make health research better, to make unprofitable diseases profitable written by a former pharma researcher and a publisher, Drug Discovery, seems to be a call for regulation to save the pharma industry from its own structural violence.